ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय टुडेज एपिसोड इज वेरी वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग एज इट डिस्कसिस द इवेंट्स after krishna disappeared from this world and it also teaches us a very very powerful lesson that when god is not present in our lives or in this world how irreligion grows and uh, more and more miseries pop up suddenly and all kinds of uh, illegal practices and uh, deadly disease and more and more sufferings uh, are seen in society so just like darkness is nothing but the absence of light when there is absence of light light there is darkness similarly irreligion is nothing but uh, the absence of god consciousness in society and irreligion will naturally Uh, bring more and more misery into people's lives so arjuna had gone with krishna to dwarka when krishna left hastinapur we've heard about it so he went with krishna and he also wanted to find out about the lord's future plan of action so few months had passed without arjuna's return and maharaj yudhishthir who was now the emperor of the world he began to observe many inauspicious signs in the atmosphere that indicated a change in the direction of the eternal time that means something was changing not for the better and it caused a lot of fear to penetrate his heart he saw that there were disruptions in the seasonal regularity seasons became irregular so there was the whole system within the universe seemed to go haywire and the people in general became noticeably proud greedy angry deceitful many citizens had adopted abominable means of livelihood and uh, even the ordinary transactions had become polluted with cheating even among friends there was a constant strain of misunderstanding between husband and wife parents and children as well as between brothers and well wishers it was completely unheard of because he was ruling and everything was going just fine but suddenly when he saw all these disturbances taking place his heart was filled with fear and anxiety so after observing all this he anxiously spoke to bhima He said I had sent Arjuna to Dwarka and now 7 months have passed Is it that Lord Krishna is about to wind up his pastimes and disappear from this earth as Narada had recently predicted or kind of indicated Then he just mentions that it was only due to his causeless mercy alone that we achieved this kingly opulence good wives control over our subjects and victory over our enemies so this is an answer to those people who are scared of worshiping krishna sometimes we've heard these arguments oh, oh we don't worship krishna he is hari he will steal away na he will make you poor no 
Krishna has never done that. In fact, he has given the best to his devotees and he has given whatever the devotees want. When you see some devotees giving up everything, um, leaving the opulences behind, leaving home, it is their free will because they want to dedicate their entire life to Krishna's service. But if somebody is worshipping Krishna, staying at home, Krishna will give all that the devotee needs, more than he desires or deserves. Srila Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of Iskon, in one of the purports to Bhagavad Gita, he says that Lord Krishna is the master of six opulences. Wealth, beauty, fame, knowledge, strength, renunciation. And uh, whenever somebody becomes his devotee, Lord Krishna starts exchanging these opulences with the devotee. And here Yudhishthir Maharaj clearly says that it was Krishna who gave them a kingly opulence, he gave them good wives, he gave them control over his subjects and he gave them victory over their enemies. So Krishna has given them all that apparently is material. So when the Lord is pleased with somebody, he would give whatever the devotee wants. <coughs> Therefore, Bhagavatam says that Akamaha Sarva Kamova Moksha Kama Udharadi. Even if somebody is desirous of liberation, have material desires, wants spiritual perfection, desires mukti, he should approach Krishna only because he knows how to best fulfill our desires without getting entangled. And when we get something by the grace of the Lord, then we shall never ever get entangled or bound by the laws of karma. And when we get something by the blessings of Krishna, nobody shall be able to take it away from us. So this is the best course of action. Then Yudhishthir mentioned all the inauspicious signs he was uh, seeing in the environment. Just see. And if we see any of these, that means bad times are coming. He says, just see Bhima, how evil omens are being manifest due to celestial influence, predicting danger in the very near future. Now these are the signs. The left side of my body is quivering and my heart is racing in fear. So if the left side of uh, a man is quivering, that means some bad news is going to come. And if the left side of a lady is quivering, that means some good news will come soon. So Yudhishthir says, my heart is racing in fear. That also indicates some imminent danger. Look at the she-jackal vomiting fire while howling at the rising sun. Dogs bark at me fearlessly. Cows are passing me on the left side with lower animals like asses. While lower animals like asses are circumambulating me. Upon seeing me, my horses appear to weep. The shrieks of the owls and their rivals, the crows, make my heart tremble. Indeed, the whole world appears to be trembling, and thunder roars in the cloudless sky. Due to violent wind, dust has clouded all directions, creating a dense darkness. When I look into the sky, it appears as if the stars are fighting amongst themselves. Rivers, lakes, and the mind are all agitated, and butter no longer burns. What extraordinary time has come upon us? The cows no longer give milk, but simply stand still with tears in their eyes. So all this what Yudhishthir Maharaj is seeing, it indicates the 
beginning of kali yuga all these signs are only seen in kali yuga the darkest age the age of irreligion kali is the deity in charge of this yuga therefore this yuga is known as kali yuga and he is the worst of all mahabharat mentions he only spreads irreligion and tries to suppress religion real religion and in order to suppress real religion he also creates some pseudo religion uh, religious paths pseudo religious uh, sentiments and pseudo religionists also that what that's what we see in kali yuga people are posing as great gurus and religionists however they have no uh, concept they don't speak from the scriptures they don't believe in god or they say the god is formless and all that stuff is going on and they take the positions of big gurus but then they make statements that there is no god up there waiting to hold your hand it's just the energy some people say there is no god india has been a godless culture some foreign invaders brought this culture of god um, godliness into this country and a lot of stuff like that is going on so we need to be very intelligent to um, we, we should use our discretion a real guru is the one who knows who god is who repeats the words of the scriptures and who connects us with god that's it that's the only duty of the guru but if somebody wants to keep us on the level of body and mind then he's not a guru he's uh, he could be anything else but a guru a guru's job is only the word guru the position guru is only reserved for a person who connects us with god that's it that's his only duty so we should not get fooled just because somebody has a lot of following somebody is very famous or somebody is a very good orator these are not the signs of a guru that anybody can have externally somebody can dress up as a guru that's not the sign of a real guru so these are the signs which are indicated by yudhishthir that means kaliyuga was beginning because all these things which yudhishthir is mentioning only happen in kaliyuga everything goes haywire a religion takes over quarrels hypocrisy disagreements only happen in kaliyuga and then constant fights between husbands and wives even between the brothers and sisters brothers parents and children well wishers so this continues what terrible time has come upon us the cows no longer give milk remember this but simply stand still with tears in their eyes why don't the cows give milk because they are not treated properly that is happening in kaliyuga otherwise till dwapar yuga cows were worshiped as our own mothers cows are one of the mothers mentioned in the scriptures there are seven mothers scriptures describe who deserve equal respect they are on the same level not like mothers they are the mothers seven mothers one is the mother who gives birth second is uh, the nurse who takes care the aya third is the cow then the wife of a guru wife of a brahmana wife of a king and mother earth they are all given the same platform same level they are on so this is what happens in kaliyuga cows are mistreated cows are a symbol of religion so when in religion so that society where cows are protected and served nicely that society will flourish and will will be blessed with all types of prosperity a family that serves the cows and will be nourished will be blessed with all types of prosperity blessings will be showered upon them 
and they will achieve unimaginable heights in life and the society or the family or the nation where cows are unprotected mistreated is doomed will face a limited number of uh, dangers miseries we can't even imagine all kinds of distress and uh, quarrels and wars will take place so further he continues even the deities in the temple seem to be crying perspiring and about to depart this is what happens because they're not worshiped properly religion becomes or the deity worship the temples become like uh, any other place to socialize sometimes even if people come which we see in hap- happening in kaliuga or people are not very conscious of the fact that deity is the lord directly and we must be very uh respectful when we come to temples i mean this is so ridiculous that i have seen people come to temples they have even forgotten to bow down they just come stand in front of the temple altar sit down stand back again leave they have even forgotten the basic culture that when we enter the temple hall we must bow down the ladies should bow down on their knees the men should offer full obeisances people are not even bowing down just come and sit and leave the bhagavatam's last verse says that nama sankirtanam yasya sarva pap pranashanam pranamo dukh shamanas tam namami harim param that i i offer my respectful obeisances unto the supreme lord hari the congregational chanting of whose holy names destroys all sinful reactions and the offering of obeisances unto whom relieves all material suffering if people simply learn to bow down offer pranams to the lord their material sufferings will disappear but pe- people don't even do that there is no education there is no awareness and i mean out of respect also we have been to satsangs people come we organize so many satsangs events the lord is present in the temple in the hall or the banquet hall or somebody's home people come they sit on the chair they will chit chat eat leave nobody even comes in front and bows down at max they will just stand and fold their hands that's it what kind of culture we are uh, practicing it is common sense yes in the western world because we are aping the west in the western world people go to churches they can even go with their shoes and they sit and they come back they stand because we are aping the west the evils of the west will also come so it's their culture okay that's how they have grown up and that could be justified but why are we forgetting our own culture we don't even bow down it's their culture but we are okay we are aping the west but uh, why are we forgetting our own culture our culture is when we enter the temple we bow down our culture is when we go to the temple of the lord we never go empty handed we must take either a flower or some fruit or put some money in the hundi some offering because you are going to see the great personality a great personality we must carry some gift but people don't even know that they have to bow down even that bowing down offering obeisances to the lord can take care of all their material sufferings but nobody does that therefore people keep suffering more and more often we see people struggling even if they have everything in life they are not happy they are constantly surrounded by anxieties uh, uh, disagreements are taking place quarrels and hypocrisy 
has spread all this is the result of kaliyuga who flourishes by suppressing the real religious principles out of which bowing down in front of the lord is one of the cardinal principles so basically kali spreads by making people very indifferent to real religion or god consciousness so when we are becoming less and less god conscious we are forgetting our culture that means we are totally getting controlled by kali and that means we are preparing a recipe for disaster we are inviting future misery into our life so we should not be controlled by kali let's try and become more and more god conscious chant the lords two things that can counteract the evil influences of kali yuga are chanting of the holy names of krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare and recitation or hearing of shrimad bhagavatam these are the only two things that can counteract the influence of kali yuga so we must continue to do these two things so that real religion can expand spread and we should facilitate the uh, organization organizing of these two events as many times as much as possible in our homes in society the more these two things expand the more sh- we shall see the negative influence of this age getting nullified counteracted and more and more people becoming happy and peaceful and satisfied in life so try to organize try to invite devotees home facilitate support these two activities the chanting of the lord's holy names we can have sankirtan festivals and try to organize bhagavat kathas we can try and expand the bhagavat as much as we can so yudhishthira uh, mara says the cows no longer give milk but simply stand still with tears in their eyes these are the symptoms of kaliyuga even the deities in the temple seem to be crying perspiring and about to depart the cities villages and the countryside appear to be devoid of beauty and the bereft and bereft fall happiness i think that all these disturbances indicate some great loss to the world's great fortune the earth had become most fortunate due to being marked with the footprints of the lotus feet of the lord sri krishna however these inauspicious signs indicate that this will no longer be the case As Yudhishthira was talking to Bhima expressing his fear his concerns just at that moment Arjuna returned but as he bowed down before Yudhishthira Maharaj Yudhishthira could see that Arjuna's pale face was marked with unprecedented dejection indeed Arjuna could not speak to Yudhishthira properly he hung his head low and tears were gliding gliding down from his lotus eyes so he seemed to be extremely depressed uh, and sad so at that time suddenly yudhishthir remembered narada's prediction narada had indicated or he told the pandava thus he indicated that something like this will happen he said that um, as soon as krishna disappears from this world you all should also leave everything behind and prepare for the final destination leave for the final destination so yudhishthir kind of uh, uh, doubted or not doubted he somehow deep down in his heart he realized that that terrible news uh, or that indication by narada muni somehow the prediction had come to pass 
and therefore now he questions uh, arjuna and a very very interesting uh, intimate conversation or narration takes place um, from arjuna's mouth and how the pandavas then react to this sad news we shall be hearing in the next podcast thank you